Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytan ar-rajim bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim wa bihi nasta'in wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahl baytihi al-tayyibin al-tahirin. On the surface, religion is a terribly scary thing. The restrictions and the obligations, the recommendations and the prohibitions. It makes sense why so many people are turned off from faith traditions all across the world. It's likely that most people, young and old, have created a negative image of religion partly due to the fact that leadership has painted the scary picture. Unfortunately, a quick scan of our places of worship likely leads us to similar conclusions. Though Islamic tradition emphasizes themes of mercy and compassion consistently, as we begin every single one of our acts of worship by stating Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim literally in the name of God the most compassionate, the most merciful, nonetheless most people see God and His beloved Prophet as really harsh and wrathful. The reality is that the quality which made the Prophet such an example for his contemporaries and those who reflect upon his legacy until this very day was his incredible character. He states, That the reason why God has sent me is to perfect the character of my community. And God states within the Holy Quran, directing his words toward the Holy Prophet O Rasulullah, and had you been rough, hard-hearted, they would have certainly isolated from you. Meaning that it was due to the mercy and the compassion and the soft heart of the Prophet that so many people came to him and so many people benefited from the wisdoms and the guidance that he had to offer. The Prophet and his immaculate family were sent to be a guide and his vessels for us to attain perfection. And our responsibility thus is to manifest their qualities and walk in their blessed footsteps. It's probably not a stretch to say that our teachers, meaning the Prophet and his family, stressed belief and action as two sides of the same coin. The religion of Islam is a religion of action, not solely limited toward acts of worship and ritual, but rather it's the ritual that is to take us toward the end destination, which is really for us to make an impact in the world that we're living in. Thus, belief in God, belief in the prophethood of Rasulullah Muhammad and the authority of the Imams of Ahlul Bayt is to walk in their footsteps and to manifest their qualities. Upon understanding what it means to walk in their footsteps or best imitate their character and action, we are able to see with clarity the essence of our faith. So much of our religion is about building a vertical link with God. Of course, not literally, but there is an incredibly important component which is in terms of building the horizontal connection with creation. Thus the famous prophetic tradition which states, or act in accordance with the etiquette of God. And in a famous line from Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, in which he is describing the muttaqin, or those who have God consciousness, those who have reached the elevation of taqwa within their hearts, those who are always feeling the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he speaks about them when he states that they are those who are awake and worship in the night, but in the daytime they're lions. They are engaged with their community, working to make a difference in the world 
that they're living. Thus the religion of Islam is meant to be a catalyst for change, a mechanism to make a difference. Yes, a tool to perfect our souls, but at the same time, a means to inspire the hearts around us. Sure, Ahlul Bayt were the best of worshippers and the most submissive to their creator, but their prayers in the darkness of the night facilitated their efforts during the day. And that's what we want to be. A people who are during this blessed month of Ramadan are building out our link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can go out and really make an impact in the world that we're living in due to the inspiration that we determine and that we, and, and that we gain during these blessed days and nights. The holy household of the Prophet were at the support of those who needed it, whether it meant lending an ear to someone who wanted to talk, or their activity and their care for the orphans and the widows that were around them. They stood at the front lines and movements for social justice, while at the same time finding the time to preach religion and ideology to their communities. And in spite of all of that, they were sure to spend time with their families. The picture that they painted of what religion should be, unfortunately, is in stark contradiction to what religion appears to be today. I recall one day when I was studying in the Islamic seminary, one of my teachers offered some incredibly profound advice while I was sitting in his lecture. He stated, the most important dua that we need to seek from God is that he allows us to act like the Prophet and his family. When he said that, again, that the most important du'a that we need to seek from God is that he allows us to act like the Prophet and his family, I was stunned and really determined to understand his profound words. I began to realize that the significance of such a du'a, such a supplication, in reality opens so many doors. And most importantly, that if I act like them, meaning the Prophet and his family, I will have already attained the best in this life and the best in the next. If I want paradise, if that's the end goal of my worship, my days and my nights, in this month and out of this month, then already it's, inc- then already it's a comprised in illuminating their qualities. And if I seek contentment during my day-to-day grind, my work, my school, my life, I'll likely find it if I just do the right thing. Meaning if I just go out and try to walk in their footsteps and be exactly like them. And during this blessed month of Ramadan, one of the supplications that have been prescribed toward us by the Holy Prophet ﷺ is a supplication that we are recommended to recite after every one of our five obligatory prayers. The supplication begins by stating, Allahumma adkhil ala ahl al-qubur al-surur, Allahumma aghni kulla faqir, Allahumma ashbi' kulla ja'a', Allahumma aksu kulla uriyan. We state, O oh Allah, Bring pleasure toward those who are the inhabitants of the grave. O Allah, for those who are poor, enrich them. O Allah, for those who are hungry, satiate them. O Allah, for those who don't have clothing, then clothe them. O Allah, for those who have debts, then allow for you to be the means by which their financial difficulties are removed. And we continue within the midst of the supplication, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to in reality remove trials and tribulations from members of our very own community. And many times when people are reading this du'a, what they're asking for is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up the skies and allows from the heavens to fall down blessings upon these people 
not realizing that perhaps one of the reasons why we've been told to recite this du'a every single night during these blessed nights of Shah Ramadan is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to train ourselves to be the people who are those who are removing the difficulties that we're speaking about. For instance, when we're stating Allahumma aghani kulla faqir, perhaps we're saying, Oh Allah, allow for all of those who are poor to be enriched by your wealth. But another reading could be, Oh Allah, allow for us to be those who enrich the wealthy by means of the wealth that you have given us. When we state, Allahumma ashbe kulla ja'a, O Allah, satiate all of those who are hungry. Perhaps we were saying, O Allah, from the heavens, allow food and really delicious food to descend upon the houses of all of those who are hungry. But perhaps another reading, and that which is probably a lot more realistic, is that we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow for us to be the mechanism which brings food to those who are hungry. We state, Allahumma ksu kulla uriyan. Oh, Allah, provide clothing to those who don't have any clothing. We need to look, dig, and look and dig deep down within ourselves to really wonder, what sort of resources do I have? What sort of privileges do I have? I don't have to, during this blessed month of Ramadan, I don't have to worry about feeding my wife and my children. During this month of Ramadan, in the days that are really, really hot and the days that are really, really cold, I don't have to worry about finding appropriate clothing because alhamdulillah, I have a lot of blessings in my life that a lot of other people don't have. This month of Ramadan, when we make a dua like this, we have to understand that in the same way that we're seeking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the oppression that we're seeing everywhere in the world, be it in Palestine or be it in Iraq, be it in Pakistan, be it in Afghanistan, be it in, be it in Myanmar, wherever it might be, that in the same way and in the same vein that we're seeking sincerity, we're seeking sincerely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be at the support of those who are going through difficulty, we need to look, dig deep, we need to look and, and dig deep down within ourselves to ask whether or not I am doing my level best to being the source of comfort that this world needs. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this religion and given us this month of Ramadan as a month of really deep reflection and introspection. And what I gain in terms of building out my link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in terms of this horizontal link by means of my fasting, excuse me, my vertical link by means of my fasting, and my, by means of my prayers, and by means of my acts of worship, I need to be able to channel that horizontally to the community that I'm living in to the society that I'm working with, toward looking at the people and seeing the images of such poverty and violence that is inflicting this world every single second and wonder and perhaps ask and in reality seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying, Oh God, allow for me to be that change that this world so desperately needs. Insha'Allah ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the divine help and support to bring forth happiness to this world that again so desperately needs it. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahumma ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytaha tayyibin al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.